welcome inside the mind of a fanboy podcast with your host, me, myself, and I, Max. And uh, you're probably wondering, what's this podcast about? You know, you didn't get any clues from the title or the picture. Well, I don't even know, to be honest. Uh, but basically, it's going to be mostly about football, TV, film, other stuff like that. Pretty nerdy, random crap. And uh, I hope to have some of my friends on the podcast to also discuss random crap that's on our mind so it means you won't have to listen to my annoying voice all the time but like I said earlier I was going to do stuff about football in this podcast and I'm a big football fan myself I support Chelsea I know some people won't like that that's fine, I don't care um, but I also might switch it up do movie stuff I like Marvel, Star Wars and I could change what movie we're talking about depending on who comes on the podcast uh, and to answer the question that none of you have of how consistently I'll be doing this podcast again I'm not so sure I mean if I carry on doing this then I'll probably be more consistent and more strict with how much I do it a week Uh, but you know it could just be once a week it could be twice it could be just after a Chelsea game for example I could rant about a game or moan at the ref like I usually like to do Um, but also if something big happens in the film world movie world uh, or TV world, any news that I feel is important enough to talk about, I'll probably just talk about it in podcasts because I'd rather have, even if it's a tiny audience, speak about it to someone rather than just my bedroom wall. I know that the people around my house are probably fed up with me already, so I might as well make them even more annoyed by starting my own podcast, which means that they will have to listen to me now. But anyway, I might as well talk about something in this first episode because I think I've only been going on for about two minutes now. So, yesterday, at the time of recording, Chelsea beat Atletico Madrid 1-0 in the first leg of the Champions League round of 16. Uh, Obviously, a very good result for Chelsea, you know. Uh, Getting that away goal and the away win is massive, especially against a side uh, as good as Atletico Madrid, even though they've not been as as good for them recently. Uh, Obviously, Giroud's goal was absolutely fantastic, even if it was originally ruled offside. I mean, to be honest, I'm still not completely clued up on the whole rules because I thought that Mason Mount did get a touch on it which meant it would technically be offside but to be honest with you I don't care because uh, you know it's still counted as a goal for uh, Chelsea which is great I mean it was a, it was a fantastic goal though from Giroud bicycle kick uh, Joao Felix tried to do a bicycle kick earlier in the game and uh, Giroud was just showing him who's boss really uh, and overall I thought Chelsea played pretty well I mean of course you know, people say that Chelsea played quite boring, you know, side to side, and I get that. I think under Tuchel so far we've had moments where we're pretty boring. But the thing is, is that against a side like Atletico Madrid, who are a really negative team, that's going to happen a lot, uh, where you're just passing it side to side and trying to break through that really, really strong defence. Uh, and I think Chelsea final ball was not good enough in the game. Uh, I mean, I think we only created one proper chance, I think, in the inter- or one shot on target, I think. Was it? One ch- I can't remember, but it was uh, one big chance, I think, in the uh, entire game, and it was Giroud's goal. Uh, which, even though, like I said, the Madrid are a very good side def- defensively, still not good enough. Um, I think players like Jorginho and Kovacic, sometimes even Mount, uh, struggled with the final ball in that game which meant we weren't able to create uh, loads and loads of chances 
the play wasn't quick enough. I think Werner's first touch and one-touch passing was not up to par. And ever since he's come to Chelsea, I don't think that's been a strength for him. Uh, but you'd say, oh, but at least he makes up in goals. But, you know, he's not been scoring at the rate that he scored RB Leipzig. And I obviously get that he's coming from a new league and give him time to adjust. He wasn't played in the proper position that he likes to be in, which is like a 9.5 role, I think he described it, uh, under Lampard. And now he's playing more of that role under Tuchel. And he has played better in recent games, in all fairness to him. But I think sometimes when we have a, uh, a player playing on the left-hand side almost as a winger, like Werner does, they need to be more competent on the ball. And every time Werner's in a tight space or every time he needs to get himself out of trouble, he always puts himself in more trouble because of his lack of a great first touch. And he's not a great dribbler. I mean, Pulisic hasn't been on form either, but at least most of the time when he gets in those situations, he can wriggle himself out of it, which is why... I think Werner definitely needs to improve on that first touch if he wants to make it at Chelsea. Um, and like I said, also because of the fact that he hasn't got great first touch and his passing isn't fantastic and his other stuff like that, we can't create those quick little interplays that you see teams like Man City do that can break up teams so easily. And it's the same with our wingbacks, where with hudson Doy, with Alonso, um, uh, we're not playing... We're not, we're not try, creating triangles with them. Uh, and as a result, we can't get into those positions that you usually see like Cancelo, Raheem Sterling, uh, Walker and other Man City wide players uh, get into to play those low crosses or to play those uh, almost sweaty passes into the box to create tap-ins for their strikers. Um, and because of that, Chelsea don't create enough chances in games and especially so far at least under Tuchel we've dominated games and we've controlled the possession but we haven't been able to be clinical enough or create enough chances like in Southampton we had probably we had a few good chances but we didn't have anything too special and when Southampton had one chance they took it and they scored and we were punished and that's the first time the season uh, first time under Tuchel that we've been punished for not taking our chances enough but not creating enough uh, it's also in a big game against Spurs uh, when we won 1-0 we played well and we should have scored more but we, we, we weren't clinical enough and the only goal we scored was a penalty the only goal we scored against Southampton was a penalty you know and I think that will hopefully improve under Tuchel I think the players will gel a bit more under Tuchel hopefully and when players like Havertz and hopefully Ziyech can come more into uh, the form that they were into last season, then we're going to create more chances and we're going to score more. Simple as. And um, I just hope that in the future I can see Chelsea winning games 2 3 0 instead of just scraping on to 1 0 wins. Um, but to get myself away from that, I guess I'll start talking about the opposition last night, Atletico Madrid. You know, they, they weren't at their best, and I think everyone could see that. Defensively, they were still, you know, pretty decent, of course, but going forward, they showed nothing. Like, João Felix, I, I, he didn't he wasn't able to get into the game. Luis Suarez, I mean, apart from diving over the pitch like he usually does, he didn't create anything either. And uh, I don't think Atletico Madrid were at the level they've been at for most of the season which definitely helped Chelsea in getting the win yesterday. I, obviously, we deserved it, but I definitely think that Atletico Madrid were not as good as 
they have been. So I'm worried that in the second leg of the of the fixture, uh, if Chelsea still aren't great at taking their chances and can't create enough chances, even though we are currently in the lead, Atletico Madrid could easily punish us for not for being wasteful and not for creating enough as well. Uh, and I obviously don't want that to happen because that'd be another round of 16 that Chelsea knocked out of. Now let's move on to the goal scorer, Olivier Giroud. I mean, he was my man of the match because he scored the goal that won us the game. Um, and I think Giroud's future at Chelsea is quite up in the air right now. No one really knows what's happening. I don't. Th- he himself, I don't think, knows where he wants to go in the future. I mean, obviously he wants to get game time so that he can break Henri's record for goals for France, uh, which he definitely can do. He's only like 34 years old, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so he definitely he definitely could do that, uh, and I'd love for him to stay at Chelsea. I think he's been an absolutely fantastic player um, for Chelsea as a, as, a, as a utility player almost, um, just being able to come in when he, we need him. And he's been clutch for Chelsea. I mean, last night he scored the winning goal. He scored six goals in the Champions League this season, which is the first time Chelsea strike a Chelsea player has done that since Drogba in 11-12, where we obviously won the Champions League. I mean. It would be bad if we could win the Champions League this year. I wouldn't complain. But back to the topic of Giroud. I mean, I, I, as I said previously, I'd love him to stay at Chelsea uh, because he could be a good backup. Because I think we are going to look at a striker in the summer to sign, um, which could be Haaland, could be someone else. I, I don't know, to be honest. I don't really believe in looking at transfer rumours at this sort of period. I usually wait until just before the start of the transfer window in the summer. But back to Giroud. Uh, obviously, he's been looking at play. Uh, obviously, he's been looking away from Chelsea to, like I said, get more game time. And there's been options like Lazio. I think Inter Milan at one point were interested. Uh, if he was to go anywhere, it's probably quite likely go to Italy, from what I've heard. Um, but also today, I think there was an article that came out saying about how he uh, would be all right with staying at Chelsea. Uh, and I think Giroud would be a useful player to have at the club, either as a sub or a player that we need if, say, the striker that we currently have at the time is out. Uh, because he's always come in and done a good job, Giroud. You know, he's never let us down. Every time we've needed him, he's shown up with the uh, with the goals. I mean, last season, he was crucial, same as Budasic, to get in that top four spot. Being able to get, like, eight goals in 12 starts for Chelsea which is pretty impressive and a good goal-to-the-game ratio. I mean, especially when you compare that to our current strikers we have right now. But Chelsea would only be doing themselves a favour if uh, they were able to keep Giroud as a backup striker next season. Getting on to other performance last night, uh, and this one's more of a negative one, but Jorginho, I just don't think he was great last night. I mean, I'm a, I, I like Jorginho. I think he's a good player. I think he's a bit weak, no offence to him. Although I don't think he'd be listening. Um, and I do think he has things to improve on. I think last night, say you put Cesc Fabregas where he was at, and the amount of times that he would find Huston Doyce, as like Jorginho last night, would possibly meant that we would be able to create more chances. But Jorginho has, ever since Ducal's come in, has done a really good job, to be fair to him. Uh, and this has probably been his worst game, I'd say, under Ducal. Maybe this or Sheffield United. But uh, I definitely think that Jorginho does have a role in this Chelsea team uh, under Tuchel. You know, he's 
he's good at keeping the ball, distributing the ball, and making sure that the tempo is the same. I think when it comes to controlling possession, Jorginho is like one of the best players that you can have uh, for that role. And while I know his role isn't to score goals, create chances all the time, I know, of course, but his final ball, like I said, is not actually good enough. Like, there's times where he won't find hudson Odoi when a lot of other passers would be able to successfully find hudson Odoi. And I'm not one of those people to say, oh, Jorginho, he just passes side to side all the time, because, like I said earlier, I think he's a very good player. But the issue is, is that he's not always direct enough. Like, against Burnley, that was when he was playing direct. You know, he had a great game. He was passing it forward a lot. But against Atletico Madrid, you could see times where maybe like Hudson Doyle again, or Werner, or other forwards like that, running forward. And Jorginho would see them, but not take the risk, and instead just pass it back to be able to keep uh, possession. Uh, and it's fine keeping possession, but if you keep possession too much, you're not going to get anywhere near the goal, and you're not going to score. And that's why I think there's been so many times that where Jorginho is playing, um, where we're not creating enough chances. Obviously, I'm not saying it's all Jorginho's fault. It's not, but he's a factor to why our final ball could be a bit slow or why we don't even get a chance to get the final ball into the box because we're too busy pissing it about, passing it side to side to side to side on the edge of our own box, uh, their box. I thought Mount overall had a, uh, a an okay game. It wasn't, you know, as good as the one against Southampton where he was bossing the pitch. I think there was a few times, especially in the early few minutes when he picked up that early yellow card, which puts him out for the next game, he was um, making silly uh, decisions. He wasn't able to cross it at all. His corners were pretty poor, which was unusual for him. Uh, his decision-making as well, you could argue, wasn't the best in this game. But then later on in the game, he was able to pick it up and he improved. There was that play where he took on, I think, two, three, four... Letting Madrid players sat them both down and then played a perfect pass to Werner. If Werner's touch was a bit better, he could have angled himself for a better chance. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mount had a had a decent game in all fairness to him. Uh, but I think he's one player under Tuchel that has actually arguably seen improvement in my opinion since Lampard's so since Tuchel has come in uh, because I think under Lampard sometimes. He just didn't feel creative enough on the ball, if you know what I'm trying to say. He was um, either taking too long on the ball, or he was just trying to get rid of it a bit too early. Since the arrival of Tuchel, uh, Mount, I see him so much more now. Take players onto the half turn, he takes players on, he dribbles at them, and his dribbling has, in my opinion, again, uh, improved since Tuchel's coming. I'm not saying that's necessarily just... Um, Tuchel's fault because it definitely isn't I mean he's only been coach for a few weeks uh, but, but something about Mount which is so valuable to the team which I think people don't see sometimes is that he is our most and if not only direct player on the pitch especially when Hudson Doyson are playing actually um, you know he the Mount is always looking forward he's always trying to get forward which is a great thing because I, none of our other players are doing that as much and I'm talking about going forward when he's on the ball. Like, Werner obviously wants to look forward, and he makes the runs, but when he's on the ball, he's... Well, he's like a headless chicken at times. With Mount, though, Mount has a 
and has got a purpose when he's running with the ball, when he's running forward. And that's why coaches can value him so much because of his how direct of a player he is. He's not afraid to take a risk. You know, sometimes he'll lose the ball. Sometimes he'll do something where he'll cheaply give it away. But, you know, that's going to happen when you take risks. And I don't think there's enough players in our team that are like Mount that take the risks. The uh, final thing I want to talk about before I get on to my prediction for the second leg is uh, the back three, who, even though, yes, in these games haven't necessarily been tested as much as they had been previously uh, when there was a back four, I think the players that come in in the back three, uh, like, for example, yesterday, Rüdiger, Christensen, Aspie, have really improved uh, since Tuchel's come in. And they've took their chance that they've been given uh, with the new slate that Tuchel's given to all these players. Uh, I think Christensen is a good example of this. Uh, ever since Thiago Silva's been injured, hopefully he comes back soon, hopefully for the United game, Christensen hasn't really put a foot wrong for Chelsea uh, when he's playing in the centre of that back three. And Rudiger, who I think is a massive example of someone that's benefited since Tuchel's come in, apart from the own goal he scored against Sheffield United, he's actually been very, very good for Chelsea. Um, you know, people will say, oh, but he's, they've, he's not had loads of pressure on him. When they play a big team, oh, that's when they're going to be found out. And true, but we have played Spurs and Atletico Madrid, and I say Rudiger has been solid in all of, in, in all of those games. Uh, and Aspi as well, who I thought was a bit iffy last night, uh, he improved as the game went on, but I think in the first half he had a bit of a similar issue with Jorginho, where I thought his final pass wasn't amazing, but, you know, as a, as a defender, I think Aspie did a good job in making sure that João Felix didn't really have a sniff. Uh, same with Suarez. Overall, uh, while, yeah, there wasn't tons and tons of pressure for the back three to deal with, when there was pressure, they dealt with it pretty well. Uh, and fair play to them and I hope that they continue to deal with the pressure pretty well because we've got Man United up next who will definitely put on more pressure to the centre-backs than Atletico Madrid did but anyway um, get on to what my prediction is for the next for the next leg of the fixture uh, this will hopefully be played at Stamford Bridge I'm pretty sure it will be played at Stamford Bridge uh, but I think it's going to be a lot harder than this game was actually I know it sounds weird because we're playing at home, but I think uh, some of the Atletico Madrid players, like Sean Felix, for example, were recovering from COVID or um, injury because they were hit quite hard with that. And um, if Chelsea, like I said earlier in the podcast, don't fix up on creating their chances and taking their chances when they get them, then Atletico Madrid can easily punish us. I mean, one goal and Atletico Madrid are back in the game. So Chelsea definitely cannot be complacent in the next in the second leg am i confident i guess <laughs> which doesn't sound like a confident answer but you can't really be confident with chelsea because for the past year now we've uh sometimes maybe good sometimes maybe shit you know it's uh it's 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 uh difficult to predict what happens with chelsea because when i'm confident we play bad but when i'm not confident we end up winning so I guess I shouldn't be confident for this next game, but I am, actually. I think Chelsea will get the job done. While we haven't scored large goals, our defence has been, like I said, pretty solid uh, over since, well, since Tuchel's come in. So I trust that Chelsea, even though it won't be a high-scoring game, I don't think, I think Chelsea will get the job done, 
Atletico Madrid might sneak one because they are going to be try. They will try and attack us in the second leg, unlike the first leg. So I predict that Chelsea are going to win the second leg, but I think it's going to be a tight game. And I think let's go. Like I said, we'll get one back. I'm going to say two-one to Chelsea. Uh, I haven't got an idea for who the goal scorers will be because the team's probably going to change a lot between now and the uh, second leg. But I think Chelsea will get the result in the end. So yeah, that's my uh, prediction for the Chelsea Atletico Madrid second leg game. Like, how long is it? Like two weeks until the game starts. So my prediction is probably going to be completely and utterly off. But oh well, you know, you live and you learn. But uh, thanks for listening to me actually just having another rant about the Chelsea game. Uh, And I guess that concludes the first episode of Inside the Mind of a Fanboy. I'm hoping to do around, do the, to make these about half an hour to an hour long. Maybe when I got guests on, it'll be a bit easier to uh, make these episodes a bit longer. But as this is the first one, it's not going to be too long. Uh, But yeah, once again, thanks for listening. If you actually are still listening. And I'll see you next time.